0: Bladeless fans. It's <laughs> just like the dumbest thing we could. I mean, I know on. what you're talking about.
1: That's a that's actually a real thing, but it sounds extra dumb. When they're you say they're it. so dumb. I think they actually. I, I think I read something where they. Oh, now we're actually talking about Bladeless oh, yeah. fans for sure. So as far as augmented reality, let's start there. Um, you know, this is something that I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on because I've I've seen you know different apps. It seems like as is similar with a lot of new technology. It's kind of novelty, and there are moments where you can see the potential. And I I I definitely get the feeling like it's going to be a huge deal in terms of you know there's going to be a day where you're walking around with either some form of Google Glass or something, and it's just going to be everywhere, right? What is that like, and, and when do we get there?
0: Yeah, bringing up glasses just to start this off is key. Um, I think the the biggest barrier to entry right now is: do you really want to be holding up your physically holding your phone up out in front of you as you you know experience the world and looking through it? And you know, it, it kind of seems. Uh, I don't know the a phone screen or even an iPad screen is a, at, at arm's length is a small window through which you can view the world, right? You really can't mm-hmm. see very much, and so there tends to be a lot of like you know sliding around and trying to find the thing that you're looking for. Um, yeah, you know, let me like like a search. You're like hunting for like where is the object, and you know working on augmented reality apps. The the main one that I've worked on, um, it is challenging as a developer to present the augmented model or whatever you're, whatever you have to make sure you're presenting it in a place where the user will find it. Right. So if you, you generally, you have to like scan the ground and kind of like create your surrounding. This is maybe another thing we should talk about. It's kind of frustrating. Um, It has to like, or like uh, calibrate itself to the world. And then generally when you pull the screen up, what you want to do as a developer is present the AR model of whatever you might be doing Right In that spot, so it kind of pops into into view right away, but depending on what you're what you're showing or what how big it is or what you're trying to do, it may not be possible, or you may be trying to show something um, on a certain map, for example, that needs to orient itself based on the real world right like if it needs to face north, for example, if you're, it's like a street sign or something, you might right. pull you might pull the phone up and nothing is there, and you have to kind of guide the user to that to see the thing that's in AR space. All of this is to say that with glasses, that really becomes less of a problem because your field of view becomes as wide as your entire vision. You have peripherals and you can actually find the thing that you're looking for instead of trying to fit it into this tiny window.
1: I'm thinking about like video games where if you have an objective, you know, there might be a little carrot on, you know, either the right side or the left side of the screen indicating, hey, over here. And then when you move in that direction and whenever the objective is in the direction you're facing you'll you'll see it on like the field of you know in the distance or something like that but it's a it's a little indicator to show you hey over here does that sound familiar to you
0: yeah that's that's exactly what you're supposed to do um there's the the other metaphor is kind of like when you're being shot in a first person shooter from a certain side right they'll kind of show like a red flash on the right side of the screen to indicate that you're getting hit from the right um, but there's also some more uh, other clever ways to do it. You can, um, like one example I saw, it showed like a little butterfly on the screen and the mm-hmm. butterfly would start to fly to the side that you're supposed to follow and you kind of follow it and it kind of guides your view to where you're going, right? So you can okay. kind of build, you know, depending on what the experience is, you can use cues in the environment to kind of show where to go. But all of this is a hack because you, the real solution is to just have, you know, a full field of vision. And you could still use those things in, you know, you can't see everything, but to be able to see enough that you can, um, you know, notice that something is happening to your, in your peripherals. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you talk about looking through a phone or something like that, you know, I think of like con, you know, contacts lenses or something like that in the sense that I actually hate wearing glasses because even though there's not a ton of peripheral, that's you know you can't see clearly out of i i kind of hate that i i I need to have like the full clear uh you know field of vision and this is like an even lesser version of that like like imagine if you couldn't see well and you you had to like hold your glasses out on this like little square in front of you and that's like all you could see
0: yeah that's a good point if your if your phone was were your glasses right right and you could only see through that be entirely frustrating and that is such a good analogy uh, for why AR kind of sucks today. right? Um, but, you know, I think, and I'm thinking of this through the lens of, uh, no pun intended, lens of Apple's AR kit. Um, that's the platform that we're building on at work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I think it's arguably the most pr- predominant AR platform of the moment just because it runs on, I think iPhones all the way back to iPhone 6. Mm-hmm. So you've got a very vast, you know, that's like four generations old of iPhones. That's a pretty vast market share of devices that can run it. Um compared to like a Samsung or some of the Google ones, um some of their platforms are a little more constrained to the devices that will run it. So, yeah, I mean thinking about this through the lens of AR kit, um the rumors are that Apple is working towards a you know, a on head glasses system, a reasonably sized pair of AR glasses um, that should be released either 2020 or 2021. Um, Those are the latest kind of rumors. So that's only, you know, two or three years away, which is pretty close. Um, So I guess you said you wanted
1: to talk about hardware, so maybe this is a good time to jump in. I do. I do want to talk about hardware. I mean, one of the things I think you have to talk about is uh, just, like, the culture surrounding those things and, like, how discreet are they? And even if they are discreet, I mean, you're obviously going to be able to tell somebody's wearing these glasses that essentially can be recording you. And Google glass was a really interesting social experiment in terms of how, you know, people reacted to them. And some people, I think a lot of people felt really weird seeing somebody, you know, like a cyborg person with, you know, granted Google glass, there, there's literally a camera, right? Like that's very visible. And that's, it, 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 it was pretty obvious, but people felt really uncomfortable with somebody having those on. And it may be the kind of thing with a lot of new technology where you get used to it over time and um, and whatnot. But I, I, I think that's going to be a trickier barrier to get over than than maybe most people think.
0: Yeah, the camera is a good point, And I do remember Google Glass being um, kind of the butt of every technology joke yeah. when it was coming out. And I thought, you know, something... I thought Google Glass was kind of cool, at least interesting. Um, but what it turned out to be, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before, but it turned out to be more of a just a notification system. You know, Google Glass didn't really augment your reality in any way <laughs> other than put a notification up into the corner of your view. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe I said this in the watch episode, but um, which <laughs> was definitely released, um, that, you know, what else is a notification in the corner of your field of view is your watch, right? So... If you get a small notification, it's kind of similar um, to receiving that in you know in the top left corner the way you would with Google Glass. Um, but to your point, the camera was kind of the more controversial re- controversial piece of that. Yeah. And um, and it seems like it's really not even that core to the experience. Like it was more of a notification system and less of a camera. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, for that same reason, at least at first, these AR glasses don't ship with cameras um, for adoption reasons and all that. So they will, they will have, they will have to have some type of camera for scanning your surroundings. Right. But my understanding of of AR kit as it is today, when it uses that data, it's not recording that in a um, in a visual way, like recording video. It's simply um, scanning that image and creating a map of points almost like a Microsoft connect style. Um, and it has this map of points that really can't be translated into much as far as physical things. So if someone were to like hack your video stream, um, you know, or like capture that data somehow maliciously, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they're able to like recreate a scene of what it looks like inside your house. Um, who's there, like they might be able to see some foggy shapes, but it's more just creating markers so that when the, uh, you know, when the when it scans the room again it can recognize that same point and say there was a flat surface here. Yeah. And there was a line here. And it's not really that uh it's not recording visual data that way.
1: I, I wonder where we'll be in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one, right? And as a society. Twenty twenty <laughs> is the perfect year for a glasses product
0: too. I mean that's just <laughs> that's true. That's just <laughs> perfect
1: timing. Great marketing opportunity. The headlines write themselves. Yeah. But here's the thing it's like you're right and I I think that logically makes sense and which should be you know alleviate some people's concerns but I suspect let's say they were released now I think there are the people that would be bothered by those cameras or I'm sorry those glasses or the people who would be most bothered by them are not going to be placated just because you tell them that there's no camera, right? Like it's it's less of a logic thing and more of a feel thing. Like I feel like you're recording me or there's, there's, you know, something, it's like a defense thing. And we're in a really weird time right now where, again, it's like some people are kind of leaning into like, well, if I feel uncomfortable about it, if it's disconcerting to me, then that's the truth or that's, that's how I feel versus learning about it and being like, Oh, okay, this is what it is. This is what it is. And, and I really don't have too much to be concerned about here. That's fair. And I think that is absolutely true. And that is a marketing problem. So I'll be
0: really interested to see when, um, when, if, and when these, this product ships, um, you know, what are the TV commercials that attempt to, uh, placate those fears, right? How do you, How do you try to sell this device and say, no, it's not recording everything? Obviously, you know, the Google Glass reaction was a good um, kind of first step to, you know, like to test the waters there and see that, you know, people really are sensitive to that kind of thing. And how can, um, you know, Apple or whoever is going to, you know, there's probably going to be some competitors that come up with this, come out with this type of product, you know, like before Apple does too, because that's usually how it goes, right? Apple waits a few years until um, they feel like they can you know, hit, hit this product a little more directly and create a real use case. Right. Um, you know, like the same way with, you know, smartwatches and tablets and, you know, name every, uh, wireless headphones, you know, like Apple does everything, you know, a few years late, um, or, you know, a few years after it's technically possible. Mm -hmm. So I expect to see like a, a similar product, you know, a year before by a competitor and we'll see how, how those are received as well to see how that starts to kind of shake
1: out. And that's true. Like that's a really good point and kind of to me indicates like why Apple's strategy is that, or at least one of the advantages of that strategy is that you can let the competitors make the mistakes. Right. And you can just build off yep. of that and and whatnot, or even like maybe it takes a year and people start getting used to people wearing glasses like that. And then Apple swoops in and just does a really good job with it. Yeah.
0: The, there will be some pushback. Um, and then, you know, I think as always with this kind of thing, the um, and this might have been one of the bigger downfalls with Google Glass in the same space was the functionality has to be enough to overcome the privacy concern, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's why we use Google. It's why we use right. Google Drive. It's why we use, you know, we're happy to use these services. It's why people use Facebook. Like everyone is skeptical, but the utility and the functionality is great enough that you say, you know what? It's worth the trade-off of, you know, giving up a little bit of privacy. I don't really have anything to hide anyway, um, and this functionality is too cool not to accept this feature, right? Like, I want, yeah, I want to be able to type in puppies in my Google Photos and have Google show me all my photos of puppies. Yeah, that is too too valuable to me to worry about Google looking at all my photos, um, because it, it's really it really doesn't matter, right? Like, yeah, um, and it's not for everybody, but that's at least how I feel about it. the value is there and you take a small risk. But honestly, it's it's in Google's best interest to keep me happy with them having access to my data. Mm-hmm. So they're not, you know, even if you don't fully trust them, they, they are doing what they can to keep it safe so that, you know, as soon as people hear that, oh, there's a big data breach, and, you know, all your photos are now, um, you know, owned by whoever, I don't know, um, you'll stop using that service, and that's not what they want. So um, I I'm not too too weary of that stuff and i think if the if the utility is there um people will will get over it
1: that's a really good point i think to me what i'm trying to emphasize is that i think the this specific kind of technology is going to have unique challenges versus like like the earbuds for example right the wireless apple earbuds it's like yeah they're they're cool enough or, or rather they're like they offer enough functionality for it to be worth it to maybe maybe you don't like love the way it looks or like some people are going to think you look kind of silly at first. Right. But I think the fact that some people will have genuinely negative reactions to people wearing this stuff, um, it's going to be a complicated situation similar to, to the Google glass stuff. But that being said, I I totally hear you. And and I I do think that it's going to be something we push past. I just think it's going to be a little more uncomfortable and challenging than other kinds of technology. Yeah, I agree with that. So, moving on a little bit from hardware. I'm just curious like so talk to me about some of the most promising use cases because again, I think one of one of my criticisms or just where I'm at right now is just it seems like a lot of novelty, right? It's like it's like different companies that are looking for marketing opportunities where, you know, you see stuff floating around in your field of vision or whatever, or it's it's gaming, right? So so what are some of the, the things that really excite you opportunity-wise?
0: Yeah, so the one that um, I feel like we have to talk about that is maybe one of the more obvious ideas, but it seems to come up a lot, and I think it's worth addressing, is mapping and directions. So the idea is that either whether it's walking directions or driving directions, that you can uh, accurately draw a line on the ground ahead of you and indicate where the exact turn is and where exactly you're going. So um, I think it's common if you're, if you have a GPS, you know, navigation system or your phone in your car to get directions, you know, there's this kind of uh, correlation that you have to do between the map and the road. You have to say, okay, I see a few streets are coming up. Am I turning on this street or the next street? Mm-hmm. And between Um, you know, the text that says turn right in 400 feet, you're kind of trying to guess exactly what 400 feet is. And between the, uh, other roads that you're seeing around you, you know, there's certain, it looks like there's three roads here and I'm supposed to take the middle one. Right. Um, you can kind of use that context to figure it out. Um, obviously if you can draw that line exactly on the road that you're supposed to take, um, that's huge. So I think that's pretty interesting.
1: Right. Well, what about, so that, I mean, that obviously hinges on like some kind of glasses or maybe like a windshield or something like that, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming glasses for all this. I think that's really the future that we're moving towards. And I think yeah. um, maybe this is kind of something I was thinking about with, you know, talking about ARKit earlier. But I think Apple's plan here is to, um, you know, to get everyone building this stuff on, in ARKit for the phone as really just a test bed to try this stuff out, see what sticks, right. have have an app store in place. And when they roll out the glasses on day one, there's already 5,000 solid apps in the app store.
1: That's a good point. But so what do you think? Like in the meantime, you got a couple years or a few years. I mean, do you think anything comes out that's actually kind of game-changing or, or really useful, or is it is it going to be more novelty stuff? Is it just going to be little hints at what could be?
0: Well, so if, with the map one, for example, I don't think you'll ever use that um, while you're driving, it doesn't seem very safe, but I could imagine, (laughs) um, in a walking situation, you're more, uh, you're in a city and you're trying to orient yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in New York for example, and walked out of the subway and I never know which way I'm facing when I come out of a subway in New York, you know, especially in a, you know, in an area that I haven't been to before. It's my first time, you know, coming out of this specific subway station, wait, am I facing East or am I facing West? And I kind of have to figure out on the, on the phone, look at a map, you know, like look at some signs and see, you know, it says like West exit. And I'm like, well, this is the West exit, but which way am I facing? Right. So I can imagine pulling up your phone and seeing, um, seeing the, the place you're trying to get to off in the distance and, you know, kind of navigating that. I don't recommend like waving your phone around in the middle of New York city. Um, seems like a, like a bad idea. Um, but may, maybe in a, uh, in a, in a safer area, um that might be something you try. So I can see some of that starting to work. Yeah. Um I think you just need uh, a compass. Old school baby. Just old school compass. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think AR is dumb. <laughs> just need a, you just need a compass. <laughs> that's techno everyone knows technology is cyclical. You know, just going to go back mm-hmm. and then forward. It's like fashion, right? Yep. Um an, another idea that I heard that
0: I thought was pretty cool and this one also relies on glasses, so I'm probably not answering your question here. Um, <laughs> is the idea of an office Facebook? So, if you and not Facebook like the uh, social network, but like the original thing that the fa- that Facebook was named after, yeah, like um, a directory, you know, a directory of yeah. people in your office. So it's I think it's common in, at a large company that you haven't met everyone, or you've only met someone once six months ago and you forgot their name, um, and you know new people start. I think it'd be really cool if you had glasses and everyone was, you know, opted into this program at at a a large company that when you walk around, you would see the label, you know, basically name tags um, for everyone who works at the company, maybe, you know, name and title and, you know, how long they've worked there or something like that. So you can um, introduce yourself to the new person and you can, um, you know, know who does what and kind of navigate a social space where everyone is meant to work together and maybe facilitate some of those office communications a little bit.
1: I'm just going back to thinking about hardware and stuff. And I mean, you're talking about a situation where you're in the workplace, right? And of course, like there's going to be a day where that that is common. You're going to have people wearing glasses or or whatnot in the workplace. But man, it just sounds like such a pain in the ass to me. Like I feel like the technology skeptic in me is coming out where it's like I could – I could more easily relate to, you know, popping on a pair as I walk out the, you know, the door or get my car or even like, you know, walk to, you know, be walking around a city or something like that. But the idea of wearing glasses all the time, like, I don't know, to me, it just like doesn't sound great. I mean, do you feel like you'd have them on like all the time? And obviously it depends on the, the usefulness and whatnot, but I mean, you sound, you sound a little bit like the, uh, you know, someone who really likes, uh, you know, pen
0: and paper and can't imagine <laughs> the office providing you a laptop uh, uh, to do like? all your work on. Right. <laughs> you know, like, do you really think you're going to have a laptop open on your desk all day long while you work?
1: I mean, I'll wait till there's implants
0: or uh, or contacts. So, So really, you're just worried about the physicality of having glasses on your face? I do hate glasses. I th- I always I have. don't know. I don't I mean, I don't wear glasses, but I wear sunglasses all the time and it never bothers me. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I think you I think everyone would get used to I'm it. Ta- I'm talking
1: yeah, I'm definitely talking in the realm of personal preference, but uh yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah. Okay, so okay, here's my next idea. Okay. Uh Graffiti World. You can do virtual AR graffiti uh-huh. anywhere and anyone running this app <laughs> can see it. That's cool. So you can just you know, do whatever you want, literally anywhere in the, it's all open. And maybe you just hold, you know, if it's, if it's uh glasses based, right. If we're living in 2020, you just maybe hold your hand out like a, you know, pointer finger, like you're holding a spray paint can. Uh-huh. And when you press your finger down, it kind of recognizes the hand gesture and you can graffiti from your fingertip onto any surface.
1: I love it. Uh, building off that, I think there could be like a really fun scavenger hunt one too, right? Where you're kind of like setting beacons or like little areas. And of course you could like do the same thing, like scrawl a note on there or a clue. Um, Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe you... Geocache. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, maybe even like you don't provide a path to the next location. Maybe you, you actually have to understand the clue and get there on your own. Or maybe, of course, there's like just like any of the other apps, there's sort of like little indications as to you know which, which direction or which path to follow to get to the next point. But that just seems like a little fun thing that you could actually do on the phone where you wouldn't necessarily need glasses, right, for that to be practical. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: here's one. Uh, custom wallpaper in, in your house changes throughout the day. It maps out every uh corner you know and basically finds places that are walls and it you know cuts out you know if you have a if you have a plant it looks like the wallpaper is behind the plant you know it kind of is able to cut out all of those shapes and uh you know maybe one day you want to you know feel like you're in a jungle and all your wallpaper is jungle themed
1: right or like and or like alive right
0: yeah exactly yeah
1: that's what you're getting at but
0: it's like it's like doing acid
1: (laughs) it's like that Um, (laughs) uh, but it's, I'm just thinking about like some of the other technology we've talked about where, you know, you might have lights on the back of a TV that kind of extends the experience, you know, maybe flash colors that are, that match what's on the monitor. You don't, you don't even have a TV in this world. It's just, it's just all there. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of it. You know, I have this, like I've had this fantasy for a while and it's very kind of analog, but the idea of. If there was a day where screens become really, you know, very cheap large screens, you could have a wall in your house that's a screen, right? Maybe in your office or where, or in the bedroom or wherever. I think you've you've seen stuff like this in some sci-fi movies. Like I think Minority Report comes to mind, where you know one of mm-hmm. the walls in their bedroom will be like a nice ocean sunrise as they wake up in the morning, kind of thing. And yep. that may not. Be practical, right? To have a screen for that, it it may make a lot more sense to have it be, you know, AR coupled with, you know, your your Apple HomePod or something like that, right? For for sound and ambiance, um, man, I would love something like that.
0: Yeah, I think uh, at least near term we'll get some some decent AR glasses before we get you know cheap screens that can be everywhere. Right. In fact, that's kind of you know I have I have this theory. This is a little bit of a a tangent but i have this theory that printers will never be good okay you know we we missed the window for printers printers to work well um <laughs> and they were they never worked well right can you ever think of a time when you're like oh man printing that was perfect <laughs> uh, you know like your printer needs a driver or something isn't connected right and then they got wireless and that was tricky and the ink's running out and <laughs> you know nothing ever worked right with printers and uh you know now we're at a point where we use printers less and less every day so there's no motivation to make printing good right so printers they've already peaked and they were not, they were not good when they peaked so i wonder if huh. you know your your fantasy of cheap ubiquitous screen technology everywhere is going to be you know a, a an idea that never comes to pass because ar technology you know like by the time we can do that we can actually do contacts like you said and you can just sleep with them and when you wake up in the morning You've got contacts in, and the and
1: the screens are everywhere. Yeah, but really, there's they're nowhere. Man, that's a really interesting idea, and I I, I could see that. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, I, I can't help but think of Black Mirror just in the sense that you know <laughs> the series of episodes. I, I one thing I really like about that show is they'll sort of carry some of the the world and the technology within the world across different episodes. Right, so one of the things that that's common um is the the idea of implanted you know augmented eyeballs basically i mean i i i can't remember what they're called but that's the idea and the, the idea is you can just you can record and you know store information and and project you know augmented reality and obviously that's that's a that's a fantasy um you know maybe maybe someday but um I don't know. I mean, it, it, Black Mirror, one of the cool things about that show is it does kind of say what if, and that would be pretty nutty. I guess it wouldn't be that different than having contacts, right? Experience wise.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think some of the, I think that one that you're talking about is gets into the kind of ethics of recording and being able to record every moment and record yourself and to rewatch everything. Yeah. And I have a, f- a feeling that that's, you know, that gets into the, the privacy concerns you're talking about before. And I think there is going to be a lot of pushback on that. I mean, I think people even already put tape over their um, laptop cameras, right? Right. So that's a pretty good example of what society is okay with. And I'm surprised the number of people who do put tape over those cameras. Um, and even though they don't put tape over their
1: phone cameras, <laughs> which is interesting. I don't know why. Um yeah. Again, that's, that to me is like more of a feeling thing than a, than a logic thing. Because yeah. again, it's like, it's staring at you, right? It's right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess the, the,
0: those cameras have a little light that supposedly comes on when it's recording. And I think there, on some computers, there's ways to hack that. And I think yeah. on other ones, it's more difficult. Like the, um, the new iMac Pro and the, uh, that MacBook with the touch bar, they have a dedicated chip the same one that stores the fingerprint sensor to know whether or not that camera is on to make sure that the light comes on. So that's kind oh, of interesting, interesting getting a little more um, secure with that, that it's like a completely separate secure chip that, you know, can't run any, any third party software. Right. So it's like not presumably much harder to hack.
1: That's um, yeah, that makes sense. And, and, but you're right. Like that paranoia is not necessarily logical because you're staring at your phone, which has cameras on both sides of it. Right. <laughs> yeah
0: you're you're surrounded by them like there's, yeah. um you know i mean between all the devices i'm using every day i have like 20 cameras pointing at me from every angle yeah um but i guess i guess what i'm getting at is these you know these ar glasses as we you know move into this world will most likely have some kind of indication that they're recording i think um the same way with the light on your computer you know like with the camera like that's for you the camera for the the light on your glasses will be for other people to know that you're recording. I mean, even an old school, like VCR camcorder, right? Like those have a red light to show that they're recording, right? Like people want to know yeah. when they're being filmed. So I think, um, I think there's ways and we'll find ways to make sure that, that people are okay with kind of navigating that realm.
1: Okay. I mean, that that's fair enough.
0: Um, okay. Here's another one. Um, AR soccer. Okay. You're hanging out with a bunch of friends. Nobody has a soccer ball. It's World Cup. Everyone's excited about soccer. Are they? No soccer ball. (laughs) Everybody's got, nobody has a $20 soccer ball, but everybody's wearing $800 glasses. Right. That's the world. AR AR soccer. Okay. Okay. You just, you kick it back and forth. It's an AR ball and you kick it around. There's, there's goals. You can do everything you can do in regular soccer. It's just AR soccer ball.
1: Okay. That does sound kind of fun.
0: That would be fun. Yeah.
1: That would be kind of fun.
0: You can't break anything. You can play in the house.
1: I, I don't want to play real soccer, but I I play that shit.
0: You can literally kick a hole in the wall accidentally, but the ball itself will not break anything.
1: Right. You know, I just, like, jumped in my head to uh, we were talking last week for, for our longtime listeners um, about uh, Rocket League, which is a video game where you race around little car- cars and uh you know within the game and like push a soccer ball around that's that's it and so i was just thinking of like augmented reality entertainment like more like you know carnival based or something like that where maybe you're like in bumper cars there's certainly going to be entertainment areas where you either go into let's say uh like a laser tag kind of arena where you put on a headset maybe it's completely virtual reality maybe it's augmented reality but the environment's kind of set up to to support that and you could do all kinds of crazy stuff with like okay maybe you have bumper cars but you're playing some form of polo right where you're like kicking a ball around or you know popping a oh, ball yeah. around or something like that i mean there's there's obviously a lot of like i i kind of brushed it off as like oh yeah like of course there's like novelty you know pokemon games and things like that but there's there is a lot of opportunity in entertainment for this as well
0: yeah, um, you're gonna like this one. Okay. Um, Mario Kart in actual go karts. So the the items are all in oh AR, but you're driving a real cart, and the cars are smart enough. So if you hit an AR banana, yeah, you're you know you slow down, and you're maybe your maybe your car spins around. Your yeah. car flips. It's a, well, it's a controlled spin. <laughs> you know the wheels stay straight, but your car literally rotates on top of the wheels. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that could be cool. Very cool. Um, Here's, here's a real AR app that I used on my phone, which was pretty cool. It was like a, uh, remote control, uh, remote control airplane. Okay. And so you had the kind of standard remote control controls on screen on the bottom half of your phone. And in the top half, you had a window where you could see the plane. And so you, you know, literally see this plane resting on the ground and you start, you know, giving it a little bit of gas and the propeller starts spinning And it starts to drive along and then, you know, you pull up on the thing and it actually had quite realistic controls and it was hard to control. You had to like kind of balance the throttle and, and tilt and, you know, get everything just right. And you could fly this little airplane around and then you could, you know, when you were done flying it, you had to try to land it. Right. So you have to kind of bring it in and pull back and have it kind of land on the, on the runway. Pretty cool. That is cool. Um, I, I literally did it once and i never opened it again.
1: That sounds very cool then.
0: Yeah. So cool.
1: (laughs) I'll be sure not to, not to do that.
0: Well, do it once. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I think it's interesting to think about both sides of things like the hardware side, which obviously we talked about as well as the software side, like what, what could actually be useful in the context of having just a phone, but obviously like the dream, the, the real, the real stuff comes out when, when there's a, a viable solution for hardware that you can, have on you know at all times pretty much
0: i think i think that's it that's a wrap